So welcome back to the Real Dudes Podcast. Um, we've had some interesting things happen this week. A lot of interesting personal events and uh, also cultural things. Cultural things going on. Uh, we got the whole David Dobrik situation. So yep. for those of you who don't know, David Dobrik got canceled. He's attempting. Attempting in the middle canceled. of being canceled. So he severed his ties with the company he started. Uh, yes. Dip, Dispo. Dispo. Because he heard my review and it's trash. Yeah. He knew. I think I didn't see that coming. Awful app. Awful idea from an awful person. Hey, say what you want. It's got like a, I don't know what the valuation of it is, but it's like a billion dollar valuation. Yeah, that's true. Or at least it was. Yeah. Go not tell you that. That's how it went way down. Dude, you know what's crazy is whenever he came to UK, do you remember that? Yeah. I remember bunch of people i knew that went to frats put them on his story yeah i wonder if there's anybody from uk who's going to come out and say that he uh sexually assaulted them or somebody from the vlog squad did <laughs> dude that's just like that's the problem with bringing a group of friends because like they're so tied together with david dobrik and the vlog squad like, that's the thing so not only do you have to be on your best behavior your squad also has to be on the best behavior mm-hmm. because if one of you does something you're obviously supporting them so you're fucked yeah. Even though their friend tried to like wrap It's like the out. whole guilty by association thing. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, you hang out with those people. You have to like agree with it. Well, somewhere. especially since somebody like David, before we get too far into this, so I guess the whole thing was a while ago, there's a, I can't remember what his name, I think his name was Seth, is the guy who came out and came out against him. But, anyways, um, a guy came out and he got, he was like the victim of a prank that David pulled in one of his videos where he was like, you're going to kiss Karina. And then he goes to kiss Karina and then it ends up being, was it Jason or yeah. somebody? Yeah, the older guy. Yeah. So he ends up kissing a dude and uh, making out. Yeah. Making out with the dude, which he didn't appreciate. But, and then some other stuff came out. David came out or another guy. Came, I wish I knew the names of, of all these people, but I'm not, I don't really follow David Dobrik a whole lot. Um, but this this kept playing out a little bit, and then uh, David kind of ended up releasing like an apology video, talking about how he didn't appreciate, you know, he that thing didn't. He doesn't want. He's just trying to make fun videos. He's not trying to hurt anybody or you know mean anything by it. Be yeah, be mean. He's just here to have fun. And then something else came out where I guess what was the dude's name who got accused of? Whichever the vlog squad member. Yeah, I'm gonna look uh, it up real quick before. Before we mess it up any, anymore, David Dobrik. Just in David Dobrik situation. Because <laughs> I believe it's a couple girls that came out. Let's see. So, um, the video. So, YouTube demonetizes David Dobrik's channels over Vlog Squad sexual assault allegations. YouTube has temporarily demonetized multiple of David Dobrik's channels. Uh, Bro, and he just got a new house. He is, they have demonetized Dirty Dom. Is okay, yeah. I know who that is. Who is that? Dirty Dom is, I mean, one of the like the Vlog Squad members. He's like the pretty boy of the group. See the haircut guy? Yeah. The one that does the haircuts? Yeah. So I think and he, he was kind of known. I think he was the one. Dirty, from what I understand, I don't, from what I've seen, Dirty Dom is the guy who did the not so good thing not so good yeah sexual allegation terrible thing actually <laughs> um okay yeah so david dobrik exits photo app after dirty dom rape allegations uh earlier this month a woman accused uh Zeglia, I wonder if that's his full name, of raping her while filming a video for Dobrik's YouTube channel in 2018. Since then, two more women have accused Zeglitz of, I'm definitely butchering this name, of inappropriate behavior. Uh, in light of the recent news about the Vlog Squad and David Dobrik, the co-founder of Dispo, we have made the decision to sever all ties with the company, Spark Capital tweeted. We have stepped down from our position of the board, and we are in the process of making an ra- arrangements to ensure we do not profit from our recent investments in Dispo. Um... Last Tuesday, you think that's real, or you think you just put out the statement? Because like they wouldn't know until I mean, they it's. it's, I guess what is that legal? Like public information? I don't know if it's public, but I'm sure. Because like if I was like I'm stepping down from my position of being a part owner or whatever, and then I just say that, so, um, you know, so we don't get backlash and still make money. Because the part that like gets me is giving back all the funds we made. 
Yeah. Would you do save all that shit? You didn't spend a penny? Yeah. No, now yeah, your exactly. YouTube channel's monetized. So you're not making money there. You still have a house payment. All the Vlog Squad's canceled. Yeah. You He got dropped with like HBO Max. A bunch of like, I'm pretty sure every one of his sponsors dropped, dropped him. Yeah. So I guess basically what happened was in the video, um, there were some girls there and uh, they were, I guess David thought it would be funny to like, get them hooking up with Dom. So he was trying to arrange that, but they weren't having it. So I guess somebody might've been David might've been somebody else, but somebody ended up saying something along the lines of go get them alcohol to loosen them up. They went and one girl got super plastered. And then this girl accused Dom of sexual. Oh yeah. And they were underage. The girls were, were they? Yep. Hmm. I remember that detail. They were underage girls. And then the big thing was Jason, the older guy. And then Dom went to go buy them alcohol. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, they were yeah. underage, as in they couldn't have alcohol. They weren't. Yeah, they, they weren't, weren't supposed to. I think and they then, were eighteen. Yeah, and then they went and bought them alcohol too. Yeah. So that like fed into the whole, um, the whole situation. Yeah. And then one of the vlog squad members turned on the vlog squad to try to clear his name. And I'm gonna try to find. I think his name was Seth. This, okay. is, this is the guy who the whichever the one prank. yeah whichever the one that tried to turn on the vlog squad like you all probably know the name so you know who we're talking about yeah he did he did I think it was Seth and he did the whole um, kissing prank thing and then he went on H3H3 podcast and then also what, what's her name from the H3H the uh, uh, Trisha Trisha yeah Trisha yeah. she was I guess in the vlog squad at some point and then she's been talking about this situation or not this situation but basically talking about done. some of the shady stuff that David Dobrik's done over the years yeah. that he doesn't it's just like a bringing a squad on with you risky because mm-hmm. you're not you're responsible for all of them you're the face of it so you have to hold everyone responsible and if something like this did happen and at the moment it happened and then they decided to kick Dom out of the group and made a video about it they'd be good yeah but since it happened a while ago and now it came out and Trish, I think the big concrete thing is Trish is backing them, mm-hmm. the girls. So she's vouching on the character of David Dobrik and them being shady. So, which always adds a little more, you know, a little help to the situation and getting them exposed. And then, you know, you have people like Logan Paul and Jake Paul talking about David's done some shady stuff to them. So then like hold David Dobrik's persona is the perfect guy. He's like, oh, he's real nice and caring and considerate. He doesn't drink. All oh, he does is have fun. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't drink, does he? No. He's like, he's not seen hooking up with girls. He always talks about. It. He's like, I just film my friends having fun, and then like I go and edit. Like that's what's fun to me. Yeah. Like that's his whole persona. So once you break that, you know, like no one's looking at Charlie Sheen and be like, oh, he got caught with coke, and they're like, damn, I never would have saw that coming. Yeah, it's kind of. interesting. They're like, we love Charlie. Like, yeah, he got caught with coke. Woo. Yeah, it's, it's almost like he. The, the mistake that he made was obviously the whole Trying situation. Well, the situation is... Oh, yeah. You know, what he did was obviously wrong from the start. Yeah, like... What That's he, where it went bad. But, the, the, like, the whole idea of cancel culture and canceling somebody is kind of interesting because, you know, you see some people like Charlie Sheen who still have mega followings and mega careers and, uh, you know, other people that you assume should get canceled for the things that they do and, you know have done worse things than other people, but somehow they seem to slip the cancel culture phenomenon and don't get phased by it. Yeah. Which I think like a big thing with the cancel culture, there's like two types. So there's people that want to cancel people just for like doing stuff they don't agree with. So that's where you get people like, Oh, you eat meat. You like to kill animals. Like he didn't care about the environment. Then you have people like this situation is not as much cancel culture as it is. You lied to us. That's not who you are. Yeah. Like you're a fraud. Yeah. That's where it's, it just starts, then it starts appealing to everybody. Like, oh, you know, the cancel people are like canceling, but let's hear them out. That's a legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that no one agrees with. Like That's something that shouldn't happen. So yeah, it's not like a, a political view or something like that, or whether you think global warming's real or fake. It's like, no, that's not right what they did. And they got caught for it. And now they try to lie about it. Like that's just a shitty person. Yeah, and they they try to lie about it. And there's not much you could do other than to, you know, David is. I don't I don't know if like legally how that works. If he would be complicit in that action, or if you know, if they did find out like all this did happen, these allegations were true, and like he got like Dom got charged with with something that I don't know if that backlash would fall on David, but it's almost like you know. 
the community, the culture as a whole is like, yeah, I mean, we I know that you might not get punished for this, so we're going to punish you collectively. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like we don't support that, so we're not going to support you. Yeah. Which even if you don't go to jail or any legal charges come from anybody, like they're doomed. Which he's getting punished. Because now they're famous, so now you're known, and now you're known as that guy. Yeah. So it's like now you're just taking a downfall. So like a bunch of people are going to know you now from getting canceled. Yeah, and he's getting punished hard too right now because yeah. he's lost, like I said, he's lost his all his YouTube monetization. They've temporarily banned that from all of his channels, which is probably a large portion of the money that he brings in. <sighs> then he got um, demonetized or he lost like like over a dozen sponsors for his videos. So now he doesn't have the YouTube monetization for his videos. He doesn't have the sponsors monetization. You know how he used to give away Teslas all yeah, the time? Done. SeatGeek was the company that was... Uh, Oh yeah, they dropped facilitating them, facilitating the Teslas. Like they would give him the Teslas, and then he would do it. Like yeah. that was the partnership. But they stopped working with him, so he can't. He's not getting any money from them anymore. Lost his and ownership then, in Dispo. Yeah, and then that new company that he just founded, he lost the the ownership, and and then I don't know. He uh, it, he's going down. He a, just bought a new house, so now you know. I'm sure that payment's hefty since they've been doing so good. He probably has a lot planned content wise. That won't happen now. Yeah. See, the crazy thing is, is like for the last year, David hasn't been putting out a whole lot of videos during COVID. Like they didn't, I think he took a long hiatus for months about putting up any YouTube videos at all. Yeah. But the thing was, is while he was doing that, while he wasn't putting up videos, all of his other videos on his YouTube channels were still racking up views. And then he was still getting the monetization from the old videos that he posted. But now he can't get that anymore. Well, and that, and even like once he did make his return, you know, which if you think about it, the vlog squad goes out and does stuff. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. They don't sit at home. I mean, they do some videos, but like they go out and do crazy shit and record it. Yeah. So, you know, when COVID hit, obviously they can't go out and do as much, which they, you know, they might have. They just didn't show it just because they didn't want to get canceled, ironically. And then, you know, they go through that whole thing. You know, he gets the new house that has a bunch of content. I'm sure that was going to come from that. He's got the podcast, which is now doomed to fail. Like, everything is just... And Hollywood, you know, there's a group of people like, oh, poor David. Then there's another group of people like, fuck yeah, David's gone. Let's capitalize. Yeah. Like, let's get our two cents in and get him canceled. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, oh, that's an open spot. You were telling me about it earlier. I guess Logan Paul and them... Jake Paul, they had some like issues with David. They they weren't big fans of him. They just he I guess they said he didn't feel genuine or whatever. Yeah. So it's like say what you want about Logan and them. A lot of people think they're dicks or whatever, but yeah. it goes to the whole Charlie Sheen thing. Like that is them. And they are very open about being them. And they let the public know through every phase of their life they go through. They don't try to hide and keep up a persona. Mm-hmm. And Jake and Logan were talking about they were like, you can try to keep it up long. Trust me, we've tried. But yeah, it all catches up. Mm-hmm. Like you can only act for so long. Yeah, it's kind of cool how like you almost up. have to like cater to the whole cancel culture. You have to almost you have to be like you have you to be a dick. Yeah. You have to be a dick, and you have to be an asshole, and you have to do all the shit that nobody wants you to do. So that and then build your persona around that action. It's like you don't see a lot of you know this kind of gets into politics, but you'll see like a lot of people try to cancel people like Ben Shapiro or, you know, Tucker Carlson for, you know, saying the things that they say. But the thing is, is their audience doesn't buy, like they are known, their audience loves them because they say that shit. They don't. So when your whole brand is built around one thing, whenever somebody tries to attack you for doing that thing, it doesn't work. But on the other hand, when you're David Dobrik and your whole brand is built around being the nice you know, friendly, like you have loving, to be that the Jimmy Fallon of YouTube. I mean, when you do something that doesn't fall into that brand, you're going to get punished for it big time. Yeah. I mean, it's just you have to you have to be as genuine as possible. And they, when you try to fake and be genuine, then all that stuff. And the thing is, like, they knew the Vox Squad had a pass. Mm. Like, Dom's been in jail. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like they haven't had their flaws. It's just. I think it was Abraham Lincoln who said, like, one of his quotes was, no man has a memory long enough to be a successful liar. You can't keep up. You can't keep up. Especially with them, as much as they film stuff. Yeah. Bro, you just got evidence on evidence on evidence. Yeah. And that was the whole thing that screwed the dude, like, Seth, trying to clear his name. Bro, there's cameras around you all times. Mm -hmm. David's recording. Other people are recording. Like, there's always footage. Yeah. And it might have not have meant anything, and they sent the footage to some editor for a YouTube video, 
Do you think totally. he comes back from this? I don't know. I don't think he does. I don't think he has. I think his brand is built too much around, like, being the nice guy. Yeah. Like, his whole persona is just done. I mean, he has nothing else. The only way I can see him getting out of this is him throwing everybody else under the bus. Yeah, being but like, you look I, did, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's not in a – he has a very sticky situation to get around because he either has to say sorry, which saying sorry and saying – She's I already done up, but still fucked up. Yeah, saying sorry and I messed up is the worst thing you can do in cancel culture, which, I mean, he should do just because of the if, – if the – I'm of the opinion that the allegations need to like. I haven't looked at the evidence. I, don't, I haven't seen all the yeah, stuff. If that come the allegations out. are true, so you know, Take just because there is. is an allegation doesn't mean yeah, it actually yeah. happened. But especially with people that high of a status, yeah, because that that is another factor. To consider maybe somebody's looking, and this you know, people will say, "Oh, you're playing blame the victim game," and it's like, no, it's just when you, somebody has that much money and they have that much income coming in and they have that much influence. They are an easy target for, but the thing is, is they didn't accuse David of this. They accused yeah, no. Dom, so yeah. it's a, it's a different story. And then I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of like with the like you were saying with the video and then text messages and all this stuff. I'm pretty sure there's like enough evidence to say okay, and then witness testimony to say yeah, this actually happened. Um, but uh, where was I? Where was I going with that? What was I going to say before that? Oh yeah. Uh, well, back to you, bro. Like. Shit. I don't know. Anyways, I, I, but basically, yeah, whenever, you know, any allegation, like you have to consider that as um, one of the factors. But saying sorry in cancel culture is the one of the worst things you can do because you, by saying sorry, you're admitting. You're like, sorry for what? You're admitting huh? that you did something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he can either say sorry or he can um, throw everybody else under the bus. And I think those are the only two options. And neither one of those options are good options if you want to. I think where it all went bad for him and why he can't come back is because now the squad is turning on each other and there's more outside sources bringing light to everybody. So now it's everybody for themselves. You know, you got one guy trying to also turn on the vlog squad, so dirt's going to come out about him. So what happens when someone from your own circle decides to turn on you? You decide to turn on them and release all the stuff they've done. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you think you're perfect. Do you think his fan base is too... Uh to like cult like to you know because people who like David Dobrik really like David Dobrik. Do you think that his fan base is too like David Dobrik headstrong for them to? Uh, okay, so like if you look at Donald Trump and you know the election, I mean, all like the stuff Logan that Paul, he did, I guess. Yeah, I think a better like, example would be Donald Trump because you know you had Trump supporters who would absolutely refuse. Even some of them would even agree that he did awful things and then still say he was the best president of all time and still say he was the best person of all time. And he's like Jesus's second coming and all this stuff. Like you would, uh, it was almost like a cult following where no matter what he did, it was just proving the negative of, or proving the positive that, yeah, this guy is who we say he is. Do you think that David Dobrik's fan base is almost too cult-like for him to lose out? I don't know because now you have, so Let's take it for what it is, the David Dobrik content. So you got, you know, a squad of people that they like doing some semi-wild things, and that's pretty much the following, like, and you get, you know, genuine people or whatever. Like, is there anyone else doing stuff like that with TikTok stars coming in and, you know, that house and then, you know, Addison Ray and Charlie and all them? Like, is that fan base so heavy to David that they would just – look past all this and be like, oh, we'll get through this together? Or would they just be like, oh, Bryce Hall, all these guys, and then Addison them, I'll just go follow them and watch their content now. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I just think uh, I'm probably of the opinion that he will get through it. Yeah, like whether he should or shouldn't is a different story because, like I said, allegations, all that stuff, you got to figure out what's true, what's not true. If he did it, I I mean, obviously he should – you know, if the, he facilitated this whole situation, he deserves everything he's getting. Yeah. With that being said, I think fan bases can be so cult-like that they don't care. They they just put on their blinders and then ignore anything that, you know, it's the whole confirmation bias. Like, you find information that supports your theory about whatever you believe, and then you disregard everything else. So people who love David Dobrik and David Dobrik is their god, and they watch all of his videos and seen everything he's ever made and, you know, Fan yeah, boy, I mean, have those posters. people stay. Those people are going to be like, he didn't do that. That's bullshit. Yeah, no He's be, like some that girl. Those girls are setting him up because they want his money, and they're just going to ignore yeah. it. And like, 
I think where the sticky thing comes in is Jason's his right hand man, the older guy. Mm-hmm. That's he like you know co-host on the podcast, been through all the vlogs. He was one of the people with Dom that went and bought alcohol and tried to set the whole thing up. So it's like now either cut ties with everybody or, you know, and go solo and just apologize and say, I can't believe this happened. You know, uh, I had no idea. Um, you know, you could even go the whole route of like, oh, Dom and them lied and said this. And, you know, I wasn't in on it and I wasn't even there at the time and stuff like that and cover your ass. But then you still run the risk of like, sponsors and stuff getting back with you. I think he's going to have to take a giant step back. And my thing is just like, I guess within the next two months, we'll see if anyone tries to like capitalize on his fan base. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is about people that like, why, why would he think that this in the moment, why would you assume that this would be okay? Like how do how do you get so clouded, clouded? I'm worried about the views. I'm worried about, you know, getting this video to blow up and worry about the clickbait, all this stuff. How do you get so consumed in that like idea that you kind of let shit like this go? Like, how do you, how do you think it's okay to do something like that with all the stuff going on with the whole Jeffrey Epstein stuff? Like at some point, these people like in power who have positions of power and influence got to realize like we're in a day and age anymore where you can't get away with the same shit that they used to be able to get away with. Now Dom and them, I think are just stupid. Yeah. Like I think that's just who they are. I think they made a mistake and, very big one, and they're going to have to pay for it. Now, where I could see it happening is like, you know, all the, I imagine all the crazy stories of them going to college parties and stuff. So how many times has this happened before? Like a situation like this, something being like, oh, well, maybe even in David's eyes, he didn't know they were going to get him alcohol to get him fucked up. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was, and didn't know they were setting up the whole thing. He just thought they were there to drink. I mean, I'd be curious to see how many – Girls have been around him just to get fucked up and try to fuck Dom. Yeah. Like that probably happens a lot. Yeah. Or David or whoever. I think they just got so numb to it. Like David got so numb to the situation that he's not even checking anything. And then Dom and them might have got away with it before. So they're like, oh, we're the vlog squad. Like no one will believe you. Mm-hmm. I think we're, what kind of messed up was Trish taking the girl's side and bringing in a girl's perspective of the shady stuff that's happened. Yeah. Once you introduce another figure with a following that H3, H3 and Trish and them have. And then, you know, they're given concrete evidence. It's like, now you got to take a step back. You're like, oh shit, I didn't even know we're doing all this. And then now you're scrambling to, you know, Dom's like, we got to clear my name. And David's like, I got to keep my sponsors. Yeah. Like we can't, we can't do the same. Like, and then Jason's like, I didn't know. Now David's like, I have to get rid of you to keep the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's just like, there's so many members, and that's what makes it so hard to juggle everything. Yeah. Because, like, you know, as shitty as Logan Paul was, it was just Logan Paul. Like, he had a group of guys and, you know, the Maverick team, and Jake Paul had his own house and stuff. But, like, Logan fucked up, and Logan paid the price. Well, he got in that same mindset that I think this situation was. Like, because from what I've seen is or heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but, like, basically the idea was, like, it would be a good clickbait, like, Dom hooked up with these girls or whatever. Yeah. Like that would be, or Dom had a threesome or whatever, you know, the clickbait or the video would be like, it'd be a good videos. His, the idea that he had in his head and then they just went so far as to get the video and the clickbait and the views that they kind of rode that slippery slope of, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And that's the same shit that Logan did in his thing. He was like, we're going to go to the suicide forest because it should be haunted. Not considering about the ramifications of what that might, imply or like what you know who that might hurt or you know all these other different like factors that you have to consider yeah then bringing up like someone oh they killed themselves and you're like oh it's a suicide force duh like everyone knows that but then you look so like not bothered by it that everyone thinks you're fucking psychopath so yeah i don't know it's a tough it's a very tough thing and i think right now is pretty much the heat of it you know we'll see what comes from legal trouble but i mean even you know as shitty as it is, even if the girls are lying, like, dude, the damage is done. Yeah, kind of. Like, I mean, yeah, but, like... The worst thing you can do to God is make him bleed. Yeah. So people just don't believe. Well, yeah, now the whole persona is completely dead. You yeah, can't, that's what I'm saying. You can't, he's gonna you can't have go to, back. He's going to have to shift his persona to something else to... Which, you know, I from the David Dobricks, I might be completely out of you know, left field saying this, but from the David Dobrik's videos that I've seen, he's never came across to me as the super, 
the sweetheart of YouTube. Like he, you know, like I, I don't know, his videos, he says some jokes that might be digs at people. Like he cusses a lot. Like he I mean, there's a lot of like he laughs at people, brings up like topics that people might not like he is just a normal guy. Like he's I've never he's never came across to me as, you know, the sweet and innocent best friend that everybody has. I mean, I got that vibe just from like when he talks about like not drinking and always being around his friends that do drink and how he never really was found hooking up with girls. And in his videos, he makes it a point to be like, Dave, let's go have sex. He's like, no. Bro, you got you low-key got to be a sociopath <laughs> to enjoy going out and hanging out with drunk people all the time and be the only sober one. Yeah, I mean, it just feeds into like maybe he's that evil that he just wants to clickbait. Yeah. Like he's okay with letting his friends do fucked up shit because he knows it's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that gets to edit everything. Yeah. So he gets to choose what makes a cut. And... I don't know. I just think Logan Paul coming out and saying that David's been shady and they don't like him and they haven't really liked him. Like, Logan would have all the reason to back him up if he thought David was a good guy. Yeah. Like, I've been through that. I understand what's going on right now. Like, I've been canceled before. I've been through shit. Like, I know I've been in the stage David's at. I need to help him. Mm-hmm. But instead he's like, nope. No. Nah. Which, I mean, it could be, you know, Logan just capitalizing, being a good businessman that he is. I mean, he could He's like, be. oh, wait, what? David's losing fans? Welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast so far. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just completely steal him. I mean, it's just so hard to, it's so hard to judge people that you don't know. Like, we just see everything through the the camera. We don't yeah. see any role. Yeah. It's just like the whole, it, once you get into that, the likes and the views and the clickbait and, you know, just the, clout and influence that you get from doing that like it, i feel like the blinders just come on and it's so hard to get out of that mindset or thought process which we had like an interesting kind of you know incident over the past week that kind of ties into that whole idea of like views and clickbait like we recently this past week we had the biggest like we made a tiktok and it was the biggest tiktok we had ever made it got like 1.4 million views it got got us 20 something thousand followers uh or maybe it was just 20,000 followers, all kinds of stuff, you know, 400, almost 500,000 likes. Like it was, uh, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. And the, the, how we got this idea for, for this video, which what, what it was, was writing a Marvel movie, but as a Mad Lib. So there's a, there's a guy on, um, on TikTok and his name's at it's Evan Williams and he's a stand up comedian and he does, different uh sketches he has a few different sketches and one of them is the series that he does where he makes mad libs out of movie plots and i saw it and i was like damn those are really funny like that's that's a good idea we could do something similar where we take a marvel movie and do you know use the same idea and then tag him in it and then maybe try to you know give him a shout out or say you know you're up and get almost like a rap battle of back and forth kind of thing a little Content collaboration. And, like, the thing is, at the time, we have, what, 2,000 followers? Yeah. If that. Yeah, so... And our best video was 200K. Like, yeah. Every one of his videos did 1.5 million views or, like, a million likes. Yeah. Like, 3 million views. So, to us, because we were so small, we were, like, not even that. We just thought, you know, we had an idea that could feed off that concept. Yeah, we saw the concept. We are like, that's a really cool concept. And then let's, it blew up. Let's, you know, tweak it to to what we think could be a better, you know, use of it and then make the video and then tag them and try to get something back. Like yeah, a it's not even like really making it better. It was just we wanted to put ourself, like our personality into it. Mm-hmm. We are like, oh, you know, it's one guy off camera. You know, we have two people. We could go back and forth. We already have like the setup and stuff and it was an on-the-fly thing. Yeah. It was like an hour to make. Mm-hmm. We are just kind of feeding off or having fun. Yeah. It was just in the moment. We are like, hey, let's just make the TikTok, send it out there like, I I remember specifically saying this, being like, dude, wouldn't it be crazy if like he responded? Yeah. And then he responded in a way that Yeah. Well, because we what didn't happened expect. was we posted it and you know, we kind of I, I put my phone away for a while and then I went back and looked at it and this thing was already within the first four hours or so at like fifty thousand views, which is completely outrageous for something that we do. Normally, you know, it'll hit fifty thousand, you know, after a day or two, but never anything within no. the first like four hours. So then it just kept accelerating from there and got to the point where it hit like within that day, I think it hit somewhere around, you know, 400 or 500,000. And then the next day it got up to 900,000. So it was, it was moving fast. And then we got the DM. Yeah. 
So I was I was at a meeting, and then I checked my phone to see the views because uh, I was like Pavlov's dog, and every time I saw the TikTok um, like <laughs> image on, image on my phone, I was like check. So I checked it like every five minutes, and then this time I saw that I had a DM. So I click on it, and it's from it's Evan Williams. I was like, oh, bet he saw this. He's gonna be like, damn, y'all are so funny. That was a good idea, and blah blah blah, and then. I open it up, and he's pissed. Yeah, he was uh, he was mad that we took his Mad Lib skit and made a Marvel version, which he said that he was going to make a Marvel version of. Mm-hmm. So basically stole his idea. Yeah. And he just, you know, he didn't say, you know, he was coming at it a little hostile, which I understand. Is it probably, was like we're a, probably not the first person. It was a to, mix of hostile and a mix yeah. of respectful. Like he tried to do it nicely, but at the same time you could read in between the lines that he was pissed off. Yeah. And then like, he doesn't know us, you know, we don't really know him. So, I mean, I can understand. I don't know how many people, and he said he's from the world of stand up comedy. So he might've had jokes stolen a ton before. And he did say that in a yeah. later DM. And he, yes. he, he said that, you know, people steal his ideas all the time or steal his skits and they don't say anything about it. They don't tag him. And, you know, uh, people don't respond to his DMs and they're really rude. And our big thing was when we made the skit, it was never to compete with him. It was we saw what he was doing and we loved it. And he even said, you know, thanks for loving the content. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, oh, well, it's kind of like, you know, you look up to someone, you're like, oh, they're doing that. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. So we did it. Well, we made two of them, and we posted the second one. And then after he sent us that DM, we did decide that it was just respectful out of him and to him for, you know, the whole concept and just to make him feel better and, you know, as a respect thing between two content creators that we take the second one down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I guess we understood where he was coming from. But at the same time, I think we felt like he thought we were some trying to do something we weren't. Like yeah. we we weren't gonna make that a series to where every video we posted on TikTok from there on out was mm-hmm. we were just like, Oh damn, this blew up. Yeah. Like let's just make a second one. And it was like the next day and we we're like, Oh shit, let's put out a second one. Yeah. See what and that, that one does. was doing pretty good too. Like it was within yeah. the first day, it got a hundred thousand views, which before that we had only had two videos that reached a hundred thousand views. So you know, it was going to be a good video for us, but just out of respect, we we took it down. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to ha- like talk too much specifically about this particular case with you know at it's Evan Williams. Uh, he's a really funny dude. If you want to yeah. go check out his stuff, go follow him. He's Man. really funny guy. But what I'm more interested in is this whole idea that he brought up the concept of not stealing jokes from comedians, and then uh, how that ties into something like TikTok. Because the way I looked at it is the whole. TikTok is based on this idea that you're going to use music from songs that people have made, you know, intellectual property that people have made, and you're going to use it for 60 seconds or, you know, 30 seconds or whatever, but a max of 60 seconds because this is like a creative environment where people, you know... It's a very trendy place. Yeah, trendy place. You put in, you know, take something that somebody else has done, put it into yours, tweak it, and it's almost like a conglomerate, like a hodgepodge of just ideas that people smash together and see what works. So, like, the whole basis of TikTok is... On YouTube, songs are copyrighted. You can't just take somebody's songs and put it on your video because it's copyrighted. It's their intellectual property. They came up with it. On TikTok, on the other hand, you can use people's songs, famous songs that people have written and use them in your videos. So a lot of the majority of rules around intellectual property go out the window when it comes to TikTok based on this notion that it's built by kicking copyright to the curb. Yeah, and it's like I 100% understand this point of him feeling like we stole a joke. But my thing is, if we took every word that he used and used the exact same format and the exact same timing and we stole like three videos in a row and just used the same shit he said because it was funny and maybe changed one word or two, we understand that. But like we literally just took a concept he had and then we went to the drawing board with it and came up with our own version of it. Mm-hmm. And that's all, and the yeah, thing that's is, that's all, all we, of TikTok is. Yeah, TikTok is a trend pops up, and then somebody takes the trend, and they're like, that's a funny trend. That's a funny idea. Let me, let, me, let me do it, come up with my own content to put into that concept, and then make it my version, make it put my flavor, my spin on it, and yeah. then I'll put it out there. And then 
you get it's almost like a community aspect where you get you know little pockets of TikTok where these things blow up like for two or three days. Everybody does this, you know, one dance or everybody does this one filter or this one song, and it's the same idea. And then that's the way. That's how I thought about it. Whenever I was like, "Oh, he's making these Mad Libs. They do really well, and that's a really funny idea. Let's, you know, let's take our because like we and were just there. gonna make it. We didn't even think it would blow up. Mm-hmm. We just thought it would be funny, and we just watched, you know, uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. So we were like, "Oh, well, we love Marvel shit. Let's just, I bet." And then we we're just joking around about it, and we said something about like, "Oh, Marvel movies be like." And then we just started naming stuff, and we were like, "Oh, damn, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just make one." Like we haven't. We've been making content for four months of just stuff we like. We yeah. don't expect it to blow up. We don't try to steal people's shit. We just come here every day, try to do our own shit. And that's like pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And our thing was we were reaching for out to him to kind of be like, oh, like duet this or like we, we could collab on something. Like maybe what we do is funny and could offer you something and then you can like duet it. Go and back like, and forth. Yeah, yeah and go back and forth. And like we like liked his content. We we're like, oh, we'd love to work with him too. Like, Let's just send the shot, see what happens. And then mm-hmm. I think from his side, I don't know how many people have done that to where they, you know, they stole ideas like word for word or try to rip him off in his like actual stand up comedian skits. So it's like, I don't know if he thought we were just, you know, oh, two more TikTok kids. Mm-hmm. So, and then it's over text too. So we can't hear a tone of voice, how someone's coming across with stuff. Like we can kind of infer stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I think he came at it one way and we meant it in a completely different way. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know if he went through like the comments and everyone's like, Oh, I love this. And he was like, Oh, well I think they're going to try to steal it and run with it since it worked. Yeah. It's like we have multiple ideas. Yeah. Like we film stuff today. Going to uh, the whole, when he talked about, you know, the whole comedian space and how stealing a joke from a comedian is like one of the worst things you can do in the comedy world. Where is the line drawn because no idea is an original idea. There's nobody has ever had an idea that they 100% came up with themselves. Every idea that somebody has takes from whether it be from their experiences or they saw something that was like, Oh, that's cool. Let me twist it. Everything is a blend of other things that you see. Like the, the way I like to think about creative creativity, it's you're not creating something. You're taking all the pieces that you see out there and then you are figuring out how to put them together to get the thing that you want or whatever it is. So where is the line drawn to where is it, you know, saying word for word? Is it set the same premise set up? Like what is the line that has to be drawn for you somebody to say, that was my idea, you stole it? I mean, I think the line to be drawn is like the story is the exact same. You're just trying to tell it in a different way. Like word for word, you know, same punchline, same setup. You're just trying to throw different names into it or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know it's blatant. You're like, wow, I could have made that joke because I literally watched what he did. So do you, because whenever this happened, you you texted me and I, I sent you the message and you're like, I see where he's coming from. Do you consider what we did stealing a joke? I didn't consider it stealing a joke. I think stealing was the wrong word. I could understand why he was mad. Like, I could understand because like, you know, we have different views on it of if we put out a TikTok, it blew up. Like, the first thing I wouldn't think is, like, someone stole it. But, like, then again, that, that's not what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. I, what I did for a living was making jokes, and then someone did that, I'd probably take it more personally. Yeah, well, and then there's a difference on TikTok, too, because if you're... Yeah, yeah. He might be... I if TikTok's he's, the if wrong he's doing platform, the, too. If he's doing the creative fund, then that's one thing where he's getting paid off the views, which he might be. I, I'm not sure. But we don't do the creator fund, so we yeah. don't... We, we don't care... Like we're not getting paid for this. We don't. We're not trying to get paid for this. At we just the do it because we like it. Yeah. So, if I if we put out an idea and then somebody like copies it, all that says to me is we're on we're the doing, right. Yeah, we're, we're on the right track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was just like the word stealing wasn't the best word to use. Mm-hmm. I think automatically when someone says they're stealing something, you get defensive because you're stealing it and you're trying to get away with it. Or you're like, why would you think I'd steal something? Yeah. Like saying someone's stealing something that's not a thief, they get so mad because you're like, mm-hmm. I would never steal something. Because Cause if we made a Fast and Furious 10 like he did, we made, I don't even care if we made a Fast 10 and then switched it up. Mm-hmm. If you use Fast 10 that he already made and you saw it did well, like that's stealing. Yeah. That's stealing his idea. Whether that's right or wrong is 
here or there, but that's stealing. Because the way I think of it is someone using the same song and creating a different trend of dance. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, they did this. Like, we just created a different trend. See, yeah, and another thing that I look at it as is, like, say, you know, you have, like, a song. Let's say, you know, say you have a song, right, and it's performed and written by a famous songwriter and singer, you know, artist or whatever. Then you have somebody hop on YouTube, and they do a cover of that song. The words are the same. Everything is exactly the same. The emotion in the song is the same. But the difference is the person singing it. But the difference between what happened here, what we did is, this would be the exact same thing as that. That's but a remix. The same, well, the same idea. The difference is whenever it happens for a cover song, the original artist is flattered by it. They're like, oh, that's so good. I'm glad they like the song. And in the comedy space, it's they stole my idea. Yeah, and I mean... You might have thought that we were going to do that as a, like a trend, like we're just going to start copying his page. See, but this is like the, I kind of want to dive into this because it's weird because like I said, and the difference between if you do it for comedians, it's like, so um, what's uh, Carlos Mencia? Do you remember him? Yeah. He got, he got accused of stealing a lot of jokes and he was blacklisted from comedy for joke theft per se. And you know, if you ask him what happened was, he doesn't know where he gets his jokes from. He just writes all the time. He writes all the time. He doesn't consume any content. His idea is like a lot of the premises, like he might, you know, have somebody open for him. He's not paying attention. Like it gets filtered into his head. And then later when he's writing the joke, this comes to him. He doesn't know where it's coming from. He just writes it. So there's never like a him intentionally sitting in the back of the room being like, that's a funny joke. Let me write it down. Um, and he just kind of goes with the flow. Uh, but a lot of people would say, like, there was one joke specifically where he was talking about building the wall, and he was like, you have Republicans saying we want to kick the Mexicans out, and then you kick all the Mexicans out and then build a wall, but who's going to build the wall? Yeah. There's another comedian who said the exact same joke. The big difference was the delivery. Carlos Mencia's delivery of it was way funnier, one, because he's Mexican, and, or you know, at least the character he plays is Mexican, and the other dude was just a white dude. So his delivery was way different. And it's the same thing when a like a cover artist plays the cover of a of a popular song is the punchline's the same, the song's the same, the lyrics are the same, like all of that work has been done. The difference is the delivery. But whenever it happens in music, the original artist is flattered. Why is it any why is it different than comedy? Well, I think like comedy is different because like a song once that song comes out and, you know, it's trending, whatever it is, you have all the rights to it and stuff. You can't, it's like he said, like you can't obtain the rights to a joke. Mm-hmm. So like, and as a comedian, you know, maybe, I mean, we've had people say that people have stole songs before. Like, oh no, I wrote that and you know I wrote it. And then you went ahead and used it in a song, even yeah. though I played it for you three months ago or whatever it is, or just haven't released it. Blah, blah, blah. goes down the whole I think there'll always be a gray area because there are people that do steal. So it's like one of those things of how do you determine, like you have to like dive into that person and actually get the chance to know them before you know what their intent or like what the idea was behind it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure it's not even just with music or comedy and stuff. Like people have ideas. They're like, oh, you stole my idea. And they're like, no, I didn't. I just thought of the same idea. Mm -hmm. And I just am more, you know, efficient at it. Yeah. It's like, you know, taking clothing and switching brands up or different little patterns and stuff or taking something on TV and turn it into a toy. It's just like, yeah, you come up with the idea, but if you put your own twist on it, like I think the reason we get defensive about it is because we know we didn't steal it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we never once had a conversation. We know, we know the intent behind what. Yeah. And it's like, he can't, he didn't know that we sat down for an hour and like brainstormed different ideas and we shot it 42 different times to try to get it right. And uh-huh. You know, just like we don't know how many people have literally taken it word for word from him. And yeah. I think it's just like there's such a gray area. And like the thing is, too, I mean, no offense, we're not in comedy. We're, none of us are getting paid for this. Mm-mm. Like that's different, too. I understand comedians selling jokes, making money. Like now you're taking money away from me yeah. because I came up with an original joke or say original or just haven't found someone that says it. Because like say you say that joke to me and I'm the white guy. So I'm at a restaurant, and you're like, you know, all these Republicans saying they want to build a wall, but if they kick Mexicans out, who's going to build it? Yeah. And you're like, damn, dude, that's funny. And then I go use it on stage. Yeah. Am I a thief? Because I did steal the joke, 
but just no one famous. From, you didn't steal it from it. somebody famous, yeah. Yeah. So, am I am I stealing now, or is that original? Yeah. So now it's like, where does the line get drawn for See, stealing? And that, like, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It would be stealing still, but it wouldn't be as big because I'm not yeah, known. The and I'm not making money the off the consequences of it. of it wouldn't matter. Because like, and the reason he got bad is because Carlos stole it. He has a bigger following, and he's better at it. Mm-hmm. So then he made more money off of it. Yeah. So it's like he sits there, even though it would have never made that much money. He's like, you stole that joke from me. Yeah. I think the big thing when it comes to the – and real quick, when, like when you were saying that jokes, you know, who's to say that we just didn't come up with the same joke, like the same idea? Like there's certain situations that it's you can't help but come to the same conclusion. Like one joke he said was – how many comedians like this was in around the 2000 or 2016 when Donald Trump got reelected? He was like, "How many comedians do you think have seen the trans the transfer of power between Barack Obama and Donald Trump and wrote in the joke, orange is the new black?" Like, how many people yeah. do you think have written that joke? It's got to be countless p- comedians, or at least a it it's got to be at least two comedians wrote that joke because yeah. that's a you know you look at it that's a pretty obvious conclusion to come to, but. Um, Going back to the whole singer, the the cover songwriter thing, I, like the point that I was trying to make with that is, I think the the detail that's different between taking somebody's idea and then changing the, the delivery, like Carlos did, and then presenting like the joke's the same, but the delivery's the same. Is when you do a when you put the thumbnail or the title on YouTube cover of song, you are giving credit to the songwriter or the artist by putting the name of the song yeah, in the title. Like, which we thought we did. Which is what we did him. by tagging him in the thing. Because we even said before, you know, obviously when we posted, didn't even know it was going to blow up. We're going to tag him. We thought so he would see it and B, people would be like, why did they tag this dude? And then they go there and they're like, oh, he made the same video. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's where we drew inspiration from. Yeah. Like that was our whole, it's like citing your sources. And that's the difference between, I I feel like one of the big differences between content and, you know, actual goods. Like, like, you know, maybe stealing a joke, for instance, that somebody you can go up on stage and monetize and pay for, that people can pay for is one thing because you're making money off that thing. And, well, I I don't think this is a good example. I think a better example is like, take microphones, for example you only need so many microphones. Like if you have a podcast where two people, you only need two microphones. So if you come up with the best badass design for a microphone and you trademark it and then, or you don't, you don't trademark it and then somebody steals the designs and they make microphones. Now people are taking away market share from you because. Well, what about your sale? Me and you only need two microphones. Yeah. We don't need. The difference somebody. between something like that and content is. When I make a piece of content or when we make a piece of content where we do an idea that we found from another creator, the person watches that piece of content and they're like, damn, that was hilarious. I want to watch more of that. Like we made the where snowball video. Where do I watch more? Snowball video where you throw the snowball, I disappeared. Yeah. We, we got that inspiration from someone else that also does that on TikTok, mm-hmm. makes similar videos. Yeah. But because it got 50 likes and 500 views. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they didn't see it, and even if they saw it, they'd be like, huh, that's funny. Yeah. That's it. They wouldn't think anything about it. And I think that's where, like, even it comes um, even it comes into, like, stealing jokes. It's not stealing until someone better than you stole it. It's not stealing until somebody takes credit for it. Yeah. Like, if, if Carlos came out and was like, nah, I thought of that first. You stole it from me. Here's, now we're talking. Here's my hot take. I think if you're going to put a piece of content out on TikTok or YouTube or Twitter, whatever it may be, it should be your goal for it to get stolen. Yeah, I mean, that's how you know. And I think that's, like, difference with TikTok in general is because, like, in his situation, how because it's the only thing we can relate to at the time, we have 20,000 followers now. We don't know if that came from his followers or if there's just new people that found us on the For You page, but now they'll go to his page. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, that, that would be the goal. We'd love that. If all 20,000 followers we had went and followed him, cool. Yeah. That does not bother me one bit. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, getting accused of stealing, that was big. That was a big point. And then, um, you know, just really pretty much that, being, like, as a content creator, you know, we try to make stuff. And then he was like, oh, you stole my stuff. 
It's like, no, we didn't. Yeah. We don't think we did. We're sorry you took it that way. And we'd love to explain our side to you. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what that is. Yeah. And we understand that. Yeah. And I understand know, that you felt like we stole your content, but like. And we don't want to burn that bridge. So we're yeah, going to respectfully take down the second the, one. The second one so that if you, so that you have more creative ideas to play with if you want to be the original to come up with that. You know, that's fine. Yeah, like, like we don't, this is my thing about people who fake it. I don't care to, if somebody, we made a really cool idea, somebody copied the exact same idea that we did and put it out there and claimed it as their own. In my eyes, I'm like, okay, we're on the right track and I don't, I'm not going to think, damn, they stole it. Like, so say we put an, an idea, get 2,000 views. They put it out an idea and for some reason they're a more charismatic person or they're, you know, better delivery or whatever. Yeah. They deliver it better and they get millions of views. Like, in my head, I'm like, damn, Maybe we could have got those views if we were more charismatic like that guy, but I'm not worried about him taking our cred because we came up with the idea and he didn't. I think, you know, people who fake it and steal ideas, they get exposed real fast because they need other people to give them the ideas and people don't like it when you take their ideas. On the other hand, on from our point of view, we can come up with more ideas. We can create more ideas and we can keep doing that until we find what works, we figure out what delivery works, and then once we get there, we're unstoppable because we have put in the time and we have the creative power to come up with new ideas. And now we have the delivery aspect too. That other guy, he just has the delivery. He's not creative enough to come up with his own ideas, so yeah. he has to take them. So yeah. I think that's why it doesn't worry me about people stealing ideas because those people are going to get found out quick, quick. Yeah. And it's like, I'd love to see what both of us, like us two and him could come up with. Yeah. Like I'm sure we could come out with like a banger video. Mm-hmm. We're like three characters and not even do the Mad Lib thing. I'm sure we could come up with something. And it's like... Yeah, imagine we... me. That's kind of what we were like, oh, yeah, dude. Imagine me and you and him go back and forth. We start making these Mad Libs and we do the... Say we do the Marvel ones and we do like a shit ton of Marvel back and forth. Like we're trying to one-up each other. And between, you know, say we do, you know, 10 videos total. We do five, he does five. And we go back and forth. Between these, you know, videos total, we get... A billion views because you know it blows up that yeah. these two guys are it's wild. The, the video, the concept yeah. is already good. The execution's already good, and then the attraction of these two guys are having a rap battle. This content blows up and gets it even more views. Then Marvel is like, "Damn, these guys are really funny. We want you to make one that's sponsored by us." Now, me, you, and him. You know, that's that's the way I like to think about it. Is collaborations? Yeah, maybe Marvel's like, do a Mad Lib for the trailer, and then yeah. we do the trailer, and they'd be like, "Give me the fucking money," and then the trailer rolls. Yeah. And then it's like everything we just said works. Mm-hmm. And it's like now you have a following and they're like, oh, damn, these guys made it. Yeah. The little blue check mark. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. Yeah. Anyways, that was, you know, a funny experience. No, uh, and we got everything worked out. Like we're all cool with him. He's like, we yeah. we respectfully took down the video and we understood where he was coming from, where he wants to use that concept to come up with some more ideas and he just wants to be the original, you know. Yeah. He doesn't want to be limited. He wants to be the first one to come up with the new, the Marvel Mad Lib. He wants to be the first one to come up with like the, you know, Harry Potter Mad Lib or whatever. So he's, so, you know, we might have him on the podcast in the future. We talk to him about that. We'll have to see. Um, but that was just something interesting that happened to us. Now we would like to take a message from our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. <laughs> he's got mad. I don't know what you're about to say. I think we're going to go with a, uh, a celebrity zombie draft. So, Explain what happened with the whole zombie survival guide first. Okay. So the day the CDC announced that a vaccine for COVID-19, they also dropped a zombie survival guide. Coincidentally, the same day that I Am Legend was released onto uh, Netflix. I Am Legend is a movie played by A-list actor Will Smith, who would fare as like an A-plus in my ranking system for the zombie survival guide due to previous experience, is about a movie where a doctor, played by Will Smith, tries to find a cure for the vaccine they gave people for a deadly disease that turned them into <laughs> zombies. zombies. So, with all that being said, do you think like they did this as a joke? Or, because it would make sense if they released it on the day that I Am Legend was released, like the movie, but the fact that it came out on Netflix is like, that's like a very, like, you think the CDC's, talk, CDC's talking to Netflix? <laughs> probably. You know. Probably, they're probably like, hey, guys, it's hitting, so we need a bunch of gods out there. Mm-hmm. It it's like, talk about, a, talk about a tactic. If you want to get people to take the vaccine, 
How about not release you know a zombie survival guide for COVID nineteen? What is that? The government didn't have a system in place for some deadly disease that would wreak the earth, so they created COVID nineteen to send the world into a panic to see how the infrastructure of our like medical systems and stuff would hold up and how people would respond so they could actually put together a plan for when a real deadly disease like COVID was first presented hits. Dude, I'm going to be honest. If that's really what happened, that's a genius plan, and that's probably the only way you could get that done. You ever try to ask people to, like, stand in line? You can't just, You can't get people well, to do shit. Well, it's like now, if a deadly disease does happen, like, telling people to stand six feet away isn't weird. Yeah. Well, you can't. Telling people to wear a mask isn't weird. Like, they'll do it now. You can't get people to follow directions for shit these yeah. days. You condition them so, you have to so that when them. something yeah. happens, like that was the whole, that was a theory that they released this as a way to get people to panic and realize that this stuff could happen so that when it does happen the next time and it's an actual deadly disease that people will fall in line and it'll actually save more people because we've already went through it once. It's not foreign. Like you ever try to go to a place, like it's a really crowded place where people are trying to park and you somebody directing traffic trying to get people to park. Yeah, Like, that confuses the fuck out of people. You think they're going to be, like, somebody saying, all right, you need to wear a mask, stay six feet away from people? Like, no, no shot. You have to... Yeah, bro, have you ever seen someone, like, get up to go refill their drink? Like, can you do mine? They're like, fuck you. Yeah, you got to convince people that they're going to die before they actually start to make some changes. So Exactly. If if that's actually what happened, props to the CDC and, you know, whoever the... uh, Whatever genius came up with that. Whatever super villain runs the world. (laughs) Yeah, no, no (laughs) shit. So, I'm going to go ahead and go to Forbes. You go the highest, highest paid celebrity. Yeah. I don't want Good thing one. you're not going to the Clinton News Network. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so uh, basically how this segment's going to go is we'll bring up a celebrity. We will give what we think their biggest strength in a zombie apocalypse would be, their biggest weakness, and give them an overall grade. And do you want to put how they die? Do you want to do that, or do you just want to like read off celebrities, and then we'll just give our like honest opinion? Okay, like, I'll say I'll say Will Ferrell, and you'll say that dude's gonna die as soon as this just happens. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. Okay, um, let's let's just lead it off real easy. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. I'm be honest. He is. He's probably not gonna make it out. I say I give him I give Dwayne Johnson a week in the zombie apocalypse. A week? A week. I was gonna say a month because my thing is you gotta feed him. Uh, yeah. Bro, he eats a lot. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's gonna run out of food. Yeah, real fast. Gonna, like, so a month is like two weeks of finding shit, a week of bullying the fuck out of people to get food. You ever seen his uh freaking cheat day? Yeah. That man eats like fourteen brownies, seventy six pancakes, you know, he'll have fourteen glasses of chocolate milk, and then for dinner he'll have a plate of cookies. Uh, he'll drink maple syrup out of the bottle, and then he will top it off. With, you're not finding that in the zombie apocalypse. No <laughs> yeah, shot with red velvet cake. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like you're, no shot. You're finding that in the zombie apocalypse. There's no way. Yeah, no. I say he makes it a week because one, there's no way that that big ass dude is running fast. If these are if these are I am legend zombies. Oh, okay. What type of zombies dead. are we doing? Uh, we'll do Walking Dead zombies just to make oh, it. That's kind of cake. I I still think even though Walking Dead he doesn't make it very far because he's the type of guy to be like watch this and then go try to fight the zombies. It's and hard then, to hide too. Yeah, and then like yeah he can't as hide a, in as a person like you would feel threatened by him so they'd probably kill him. Yeah, because they're like he could kill me. So it's like that hierarchy thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's he, go, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Mark Wahlberg, he is surviving. That's what I'm saying. Bro, he is This gonna, man's making it to the end. Mark Mark is the winner of the zombie apocalypse. He wakes apocalypse. up at 4 a.m. and works out. He like, wakes, he will fuck some zombies He up. wakes up at 4 a.m. He's been trained by Navy SEALs whenever he did Lone Survivor. Bro, he's good. And, you know, he's just a badass. He's, yeah. uh, he's and he's like, he's like the perfect height because he's only like 5'7", but he's ripped. So he's quick as hell and he's strong. He's, you know, and he doesn't need a whole lot of food because he's small. Like, he's just a... He intermediate fast. He intermediate, yeah. He, so I'm he doesn't need sure. food in the morning if they can't find it, and if they have to wait to don't quote me on that. If they have to save their rice till the end of the day, then they they can do that. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> save your fucking rice. I hate you. <laughs> um, I mean, Will Smith just popped up. I feel like that's a cop out. Yeah, he's, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. He's the zombie guy. Yeah, him and Brad Pitt get a pass. 
I mean, and he fought the hard zombies. These yeah, are the that's what I'm saying. Zombies. Him and Brad Pitt, you know, World War Z zombies. Oh yeah, yeah, easy passes. <laughs> yeah, like, they've already been through this shit. They're they laughing like zombies? Question mark. Yeah, pussies. <laughs> what they are? Me yeah, like that was so like last year, two years ago. <laughs> I've done that shit already. He's like, yo, woke me up for this. Yeah, yo, woke me up for my nap for this. Um. Ooh, let's uh. What about Robert Downing Jr.? Uh, I don't know. He's I like say, a pretty average guy, isn't he? He does he does martial arts. Yeah, he's pretty he does, average. He does do some form of like jujitsu or something. I'm gonna be honest. I think he doesn't make it. He doesn't die by zombies. He dies. Ooh. He dies by other people. Somebody else kills him because he doesn't shut up. He's the guy who ma- he's not very. He doesn't have a lot to contribute to the team. He's not doing a whole lot of shit. That's like people are like, yeah, we need to keep him around. All he does is just say smart like comments all the time. And at some point when you're not getting food and you got zombies chasing you, you're like, fuck this guy. You know what a hot take is for this zombie guy? Chris Evans dies like two days in trying uh, to be a hero. Chris, no, he's soft. I bet I bet you Chris Evans is a bitch. I bet if he saw some zombies, Chris Evans is the first one crying, running away. I don't think he's crying. I think he, he might he might just turn into cap, try to save people. And what do we know about zombies? I see Chris, You don't save people. Chris Evans is sacrificing somebody else so he can live. Really? Yeah. He he's not Dark Chris. Chris, he is not You gotta be evil to play Captain America. You're saying you're yeah, you're expecting him to act like Steve Rogers. No shot. He's acting like Steve Rogers. Have you ever seen him in interviews? Like he he laughs all the time. At every single joke that somebody says, he's always laughing. And you cannot trust people who do not yeah, stop just, laughing. Yeah. Those guys got some they got some thoughts running through their head that they're trying to bury with They want to kill you. Yeah. So as soon as as soon as a zombie comes and it's either you or him, he's tripping you and running away. What if he uses the Captain America persona to let people trust him and then he kills you? Yeah, that could happen. Dude, he's living forever. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll pass this one to uh, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Uh to be honest, I don't really know a whole lot about Angelina Jolie. I don't either. She's in a lot of action films. Yeah. Seems to be in shape. Yeah. Well. She we'll might give, make it. We'll give her an average score. She'll get a five out of ten. She she'll she'll survive to the the stage where people start separating into to packs to packs <laughs> fucking and, tribes. Yeah, into tribes. Like she'll make it to that point. Um. Do you have any off the top of your head? Seth Rogen. Dude, I feel like I feel like you want to keep him because he's funny. No, you're yeah, you're keeping Seth Rogen yeah, like, because he's the keeping only, him alive. He's the only dude who knows how to groom the pot. Yeah, he does. He's the only dude who knows how to make uh, <laughs> roll a sick blunt. He's the only guy who can keep everybody. Dude, he you're might be a, the goat. You're in zombie apocalypse. You're gonna need some relaxation. Uh, he can tell jokes. He can medicine. make vases. Yeah, he can roll blunts. He's he a, can act. Yeah, you need him for. All the entertainment and, you know. He's not a gatherer. He no. won't be sent on the missions with the guys. Yeah, he's the guy whenever everybody goes out to get some supplies and they come back when one's dead or one's, like, missing an arm. He's, like, the guy who's waving and joking about the guy not having an arm. He's yeah. the one who makes everybody Comedic feel. relief. Whenever everybody, when people are dying, he's the one making people laugh. He's like, is it really that bad, though? We got more food for us. <laughs> he's like, oh, Weed. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting there rolling a blunt. He's like, "All right, now that everyone's back, let's uh, let's go ahead and get high, guys." Be like, "Hey, more puffs for me, less for you, because you're dead. Because <laughs> a zombie ate you, <laughs> bitch." What about Ryan Reynolds? Oh shit, he's a mix. He's a mix between uh, Robert Downey and Mark Wahlberg because he's super in shape. And but the thing is, is he's so witty and so he talks. He's so sarcastic that people are going to get so tired of his shit. Really, I think he's like so likable that I mean, depending on the crowd he's around, but he might be able to work his way through the ranks. No, his joking style gets annoying. Like it's funny in the moment whenever you have a full stomach and you're completely satisfied sitting on a couch. But when you're running away from zombies and you hear Ryan Reynolds, you know, crack, you feel like he makes too many jokes. Yeah. And he's yeah. everything he says is a joke. You're like, I cannot wait to slit that guy's throat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's going to die. Yeah. I cannot 
wait. So he gets killed by people. I cannot wait to sew his mouth shut and then put some swords in his hands and then make X-Men Origins and have everybody get pissed off of me. I cannot wait to do that shit. <laughs> it's so dark. <laughs> you ever seen X-Men Origins? Yeah. Yeah. Where they make Deadpool. Yeah. His mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. So his mouth shut, give him hand swords. Yeah. Whatever genius did that. It's fucking wild. Yeah. What about Ben Affleck? Um, uh, Ben Affleck. Like, I feel like you keep him in a dungeon by himself, and that's where you send people so he tortures them. <laughs> like, Ben is the guy that, like, no one knows why you have two plates of food all the time because they never see him. He's like, he, he, wears, and he just waits in a dungeon <laughs> to torture people. He and wears then, the Batman suit in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, Ben, I'm Batman. Ben, we're not playing around anymore. I'm yeah, Batman. like, Ben, this, <laughs> God, that must be stored. Like, we're in Minnesota. You like walk in the room and he's like up in the corner, like sitting there like a bat, like at the top, not in the bottom corner of the room, the top corner of the room, sitting there. And you like walk in, you're like, Jesus Christ, Ben, stop. Get you're down like, from there. Stop. What are you doing? You're like, you ben, scared the shit out of me. That's not comfortable. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> it's not what I asked. Come down. No. He like pulls out his ninja stars and you're like, you realize. That I can see evil from up here. You realize like, no. they made those. Yeah. Those are made out of foam. They're just props. Like, Go ahead, Ben. Just Throw it props. at me. Throw it at me. He like throws across. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> just get a gun. Come outside. Take off the costume. Take off the pointy hat. Just please. <laughs> ben, we're going to have to talk. Kids say they saw a giant-ass bat running around the woods. what I tell you? There's evil. No, there's not. <laughs> there's zombies. You got to save Gotham. <laughs> Goth- Gotham's gone. All right? It's been overrun by zombies. And it's actually a fictional place. It doesn't really exist. You know that was are? just a movie. Kansas. <laughs> no, it's not in Kansas. Gotham. That's what's not in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. Or mob bosses. We're fighting zombies. <laughs> Do you think you'd keep a singer? Like if someone was a singer, like you'd keep him around just to... I'd keep Ed Sheeran. You ever seen him in Game of Thrones when he's singing? Yeah. I'd keep him. He he can sit around the campfire and sing a song and then uh, keep everybody's moods high. Yeah, I'd probably keep Ed Sheeran. He'd be a nice guy to have around. What about all three Jonas Brothers? Uh, We're feeding them to the wolves. We're being like, hey, guys, there's uh, two sacks of rice in that... Grocery store over there. We need you, all three of you, to go get it. Do you no. think that's the potential? And they're like, to why, go, like full why, savage? why us? I mean, can't he go and then you go and then we bring you know if you not just you three, you guys go get. It's easy mission. It's, it's why are you be all fun. packing up? Don't worry. It's a yeah. It's an easy mission. It's fine. No big deal. There's literally zero zombies in that grocery store. And then they walk in and it's full of zombies because they because uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck rounded them up. And yeah, put round them up and put them in there. And he's like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Meet your maker. Yeah, they told Batman that the Jonas Brothers were trying to take over Gotham. <laughs> He's like, okay, I got it. I have a plan. How long have you been hurting these zombies forever? <laughs> I started the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> what? <laughs> Must save Gotham. He's like, and then you've seen him at the, the Justice League movie, right? Yeah. And then he like puts on the glasses, the glasses that he has in the movie, and he's like, you like my glasses? <laughs> Like, Ben, I'm really scared of you right now, so I'm going to tell you yes. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, my God. But I think that'll wrap up this segment. Yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty good uh, jumping-off point. That'll be pretty funny. Um, so that pretty much is it for this episode of Real Dudes Podcast, Real Dudes Radio. If you uh, enjoyed it, like, <laughs> subscribe, so you can tune into the next episode. I'm late. We'll catch you next time. Peace.